This episode of Carpathian Kittens is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly puts video games where they belong, in the hands of the gamers who love them. The Gamefly website and mobile app for iPhone, iPad, and Android all make it easier for you to buy, rent, and play games that you love for less. Gamefly.com has thousands of new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Switch, Wii U, and 3DS, as well as older systems and movies. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much and you don't want to send it back, you can keep it. For a low used price, there are never any due dates or late fees. Click on the link in the description below to receive a free 30-day trial on us. Hello and welcome to Carpathian Kittens. I don't drink milk. I will drink milk if my mouth is on fire. I think milk's, I, I just personally don't. I'll put it, I love cheese, I just don't drink milk. <laughs> Basic. Pumpkin lattes are to women as IPAs or to hipster dudes or something like that. <laughs> well, uh, she looked at me when she said that too. You, I like, you said I like you loved IPAs. I know, I like that. I like you that. said fun. it three times. I know. Me! That was my favorite show! <laughs> no, it's not my favorite show. Oh, bullshit! What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Carpathian Kittens. I'm Cole Bruner. And I'm Justin Prescott. And I'm Tyler Bruner. And we are actually on location at the Beardless Brew House, and we are with... Lindsay Abel. And Steve Dobbs. Awesome. So, go, go ahead. I was going to say, Steve, you're the owner? I am. Or one, one of the two. One of the two owners. Yeah. Awesome. And Lindsay, you are? I'm the event coordinator. So okay. I, and I also bartend, and I... During COVID, since we couldn't have any events, I was doing the social media as well. Um, so I'm kind of the jack of all trades. Awesome. Well, thank you all for taking the time to meet with us. We're really excited uh, to be here with you. We love your place. And, we love uh, beer. We love beer. <laughs> we're, we're beer enthusiasts. Um, now, we're, we're in a room that says Wall of Envy, and there's a bunch of beers, and we're at Beardless Brew House. Um, where, what is, what's with the name Beardless Brew House? I look at you and you have a nice little beard well, company. I, mean, I, I keep it short shaved. Yeah, but it's, it's still there. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly plenty shaved. Okay. Okay. That's why this is here. Yeah, that's why that's so, why that's why beards <laughs> exist. Yeah, I, I hate yeah. shaving. Well, <laughs> so the story is it's kind of a twofold poking fun of ourselves and poking fun of the industry. Um, one of our other our, our other owner cannot for the life of him grow a beard. So that was kind of the original concept and then the whole you know, you think about any brewery you walk into, especially the brewers, they're all big, burly, beardy men. And so that's kind of like the stereotype of the industry. So we just wanted to kind of poke fun at the industry itself and at, at Nick and say, hey, we're a beardless brew house. You're going to walk in here. You're not going to see a bunch of beardy men. Um, you're going to see some ladies and you're going to see some clean shaven men or... <laughs> Or clean. Or clean shaven women. Oh, oh. Or clean shaven women. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and the, the occasional night where it's me and another lady closing, then we just tell people it's because we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a story with layers. Yes. And it can switch. And you just be like, it's ladies. Well, I mean, half the fun of most of the stories is, you know, you make up new stories. To go along with it, make a multiple choice. Yeah. I love it. So. So Steve, you were a brewer. At, you brewed at your house before you started this. Yeah, I home brewed for about 15 years before starting this up. Yeah. What got you into that? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> 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 you know, being a brewer is really like being a janitor with benefits. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of cleaning, but at the end of the day, you get the beer that you wanted to make. Right. Um, and it's just a fun process. Um, yeah, it's, I get to go out there and play and do stuff, and it's just, it's just something new and different and fun to do. And then at the end of the day, I have beer, so that's kind of a good benefit. So that is awesome. Yeah. So I've never, I can't even bake, so I seriously doubt I could do this very well. Could you give us like the the Cliff Notes version of how the process actually yeah. happened? Really, I mean, if, if, if you can boil noodles and be clean, uh, uh, you can, I can you do. Can make beer. Uh, I mean. Um, there are so many people that started just like I did. Uh, you know, I'd be willing to bet that you know of the 14 or so breweries that are in Pensacola, uh, probably at least 10 of them were started by folks that were homebrewing. Mm -hmm. um, you can go out and get a kit and do it. Uh, really, you know, my job as a brewer is to make a happy home for the yeast because the yeast are actually doing the, the hard part. You know, they're actually turning sugars and stuff into alcohol. Uh, what I'm doing is putting the right vessel there, giving it the right temperature, putting the, put, put the flavors that I want there and let the yeast go in and, and do their thing. Gotcha. And then a lot of the cleaning is to make sure that it's just yeast doing it and not some other bacterial or something. Some other thing. So, uh, but you know, the, you know, the big thing with that is it's just, it's, you take sugar water, which is, you know, you take grain and, and, and you do some stuff to it to get all, all the sugars out of the grain. That sugar water, then you add some hops to it and boil it for a little while, cool it off, add yeast to it. The yeast goes off and does their thing. And then after that, carbonate it with beer. Boom. And people have been making beer since the beginning of civilization. It's not difficult, it's just difficult to do consistently over and over again to get the flavors that you want. Okay. And what's the difference between like brewing in your garage and before brewing here at a brewery? Scale, yeah. I mean, it's the same stuff. Same uh, stuff. I mean, we, we, we have more toys here, uh, a little more automation, a little more control of things. It's the same process. At the end of the day, we're making a happy home for yeast. If, when in the process can you find out if, it, if it's not a good batch? Like, oh, something something wasn't right, the temperature wasn't right, something. Is it, is it pretty early on to where it doesn't feel like it's a complete wash, or do you have to? It's really once it's in the fermenter, right? Well, you can start pulling samples, but really you, you want to let it sit for a little while to make sure, like sometimes just the aging process, letting it sit in the fermenter, letting the yeast do what it wants to do, um, it, it can grow into, and sometimes we have beers grow into things that we didn't even expect them to be. So leaving it in the fermenter for a while, we're not going to throw anything away until it's ready to be kegged and we taste it the day it's ready to be kegged, it's carved, it's cold, it's still there. Mm -hmm. um, but until that point, there's always the chance that it's going to turn into okay. a really good beer. And, and some of it is, like I said, there's been beers that we aimed for something and we didn't hit that mark. 
but then we taste it and go, okay, it's not bad. It's not it's not what we aimed for. But what can we do then with this to make it great? And sometimes it's it's you know throwing it in a barrel for a while. Sometimes it's just aging it for a while. Sometimes it's throwing some different fruit on it. Um, Sometimes it's turning it into a salad dressing instead of a beer. So we <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. I want to hear that story. Well, I need I mean, to hear that. Well, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes a beer is is beyond saving. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it, it's only happened to us a couple of times that we've actually had to really throw something away. Usually I can take something that I didn't hit what I was aiming for, but I can make it into something good. You know, the latest one that we did, um, uh, Long story short, it, it wasn't what we wanted. Mm -hmm. I was highly disappointed because it didn't turn out the way I wanted it. But it's really, really good. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just in a different direction. Yeah. So it's going to come on, and it's going to be this light, beautiful, wonderful little beer, and it's not going to last. And the big thing that I had to do is just not call it what I was initially going to call it. Call it what it really turned out to be. But the the salad dressing story was. We had done a beer in a wine barrel. We aged in a wine barrel. It was a sour ale, and it was very tart, almost vinegary tart, but some of the extreme sour drinkers loved it. So we still had the wine barrel. We said, let's try to do it again. Mm. The wine barrel was not having it. The wine barrel turned it into practically vinegar. So it was not drinkable as a beer, but you combine it with a little olive oil, put it on a salad, it was really good. And, and for a marinade, oh man, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have the license to sell it that way, but we used it ourselves that way. So And we dumped most of it, but we saved a little bit and used it that way. That sounds like the, I don't need vegetables, but that sounds like the best way to, um, if you're going to. Yeah. Yes, yeah. calcium and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, really, you, well, you, you, know, you take something like that, you calcium and alcohol, and then you throw them in the grill for a while, alcohol will block. So you know, it's at the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it got some other, you know, acetobacter in there from that barrel that was much more prominent in the second version than the first version. And the first version, well, I actually adored it. It was, it was one of these that, uh, that we got this weird barrel in, and, uh, it had a, an interesting funk to it, and it, it smelled interesting. It didn't smell bad, but it smelled interesting. It, you know, let's throw a beer in there and see what happens. Uh, the worst that happens is we not pour out a barrel of beer. Uh, and the first one was, was incredible. It was wild and interesting and cool. And, uh, and the second one absolutely was not. So, yeah. But, you know, that's, that's part of is the that, Is that how it is with the barrels, though? So it sounds like you use no, that no, same barrel. No, th this particular barrel was a wine barrel that we got from somewhere. It wasn't like getting a, a fresh Buffalo Trace barrel or something that you know oh, yeah. its history of. Um, you know, we'll, we'll take fresh barrels that we get from a distillery and we'll use them and, and make incredible things out of them. Uh, but this was an old wine barrel that, that sat around for a while. And uh, said at first we, you know, we figured, man, the worst that could happen is we throw a batch of beer away. And we were expecting to. Mm -hmm. But it was magical, and it, it, we should have called it the unicorn beer because it was one and done. So yeah. And with <coughs> the whiskey barrels, we can rehydrate those. So like the one that we just used, mm -hmm. I think you just bought a bottle of whiskey, added that back to the barrel to rehydrate the wood so that we could use it again. Um, 
Yeah, we can't actually add whiskey to a beer, mm. but we can right. hydrate a bottle, yeah. let it all evaporate, all alcohol. There's names for that. Well, they, I saw the commercial. Remember the commercial years ago, and they said, this is, this is the devil's cut? Devil's cut. That's what yeah. it was. Devil's cut, and then it was the angel something. Yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. They, some, they, have, they have terms the angel, for all of them. Angel share, yeah. Yeah, angel share and devil's cut. Yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are brewing terms, right? The angel actually, they, share I mean, is. I think those the, are distilling terms, actually. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Because the angel share is the portion of a, of a, of a barrel that evaporates through the wood. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and the devil's is the, the sediment that's on the bottom. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think, but don't vote me on that. I'm distilled. I, 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 I brew here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made a devil's cut. I think it was. It was a whiskey company. Yeah. Jim, Jim Beam or something. It was uh, the Mealy Venus one, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We like her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like her too. She's, <laughs> she's delightful. <laughs> so you guys, you the beer, it goes into wooden barrels like this no, one? Uh, no. 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 Most of them go into stainless steel. Okay. Uh, that way we can control, control everything. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all temperature controlled. Because uh, you know, people have been brewing since the beginning of civilization. We just have cooler toys and right. you can temperature control and do all sorts of fun stuff to them. So everything we do is in stainless steel. It's all small batches still, uh, especially in comparison to you know, any any decent sized company, anyone in distribution, we're incredibly tiny. Right. Have you ever thought about distributing? Or distributing? Not distributing. in this location. We, we can't keep up with, with the demand. There's local now. demand, yeah. And, and not only that, but in this building, <laughs> There's just no way. I'd like to have two more fermenters on our room floor. Mm -hmm. we're, we're in a tiny, tiny little one. So. One thing that we're super fond of, and we, every, about every other show we pitch one, is a food truck. Is there a beardless brew bus in the future? Because I've always like pictured like an ice cream truck driving down the road, but instead of ice cream, they're delivering beer, and it's well, I don't see how that could possibly be. That, that's <laughs> funny. That, that has been a topic of discussion lately of getting like an old pickup truck and not even necessarily have it be mobile but just converting it to where it has some taps on it to where we could pour beer from the pickup truck how cool would that um, be so, so when we go to festivals so we, cool. we drive out the 
Um, you know, there's plenty in, you know, there's a couple in Navarre, there's some in Fulham Beach, all the way down the coast. Um, but Milton could kind of use one. And you know, yeah. the downtown Milton area is just a neat little town. And, and, and you walk around through down through here, it's got a cool little vibe to it. And um, we saw the little gas station and saw that it was open and it just kind of fit what we were kind of after. And uh, I wish the building were two and a half times the size, <laughs> um, but, but it's working. Yeah, that's awesome. It, uh, it has a really cool vibe, and I was just wondering if if this was the vibe you guys were looking for, or if you made the building into, you know, if you found it or if you built it, I guess. A little of both, I think. Um, we are all, like, big dog people, outdoor people. I mean, the, the our flagship beer is called Kayak Fuel because the guys like kayaking down the river. So outdoorsy things has always been kind of, the vibe of, of the owners and the employees, and especially being dog friendly, being mostly outdoor, it allows us, I mean, y'all saw earlier, there mm. were three dogs here <laughs> at 7.30 on a Sunday night. Um, and, and that's not unusual. And that's not <laughs> unusual. And we've had we, the, the kissing booth. That was one of oh, my yeah. favorite ah. events we did. We partnered with the Milo Foundation, which is an animal rescue foundation. And um, was it Valentine's Day weekend? Yeah, I think it was. it was. Valentine's weekend, we had a dog kissing booth set up. They brought a couple of their rescue dogs out here, set them up to hopefully get them adopted. And we actually built a kissing booth and people could come up and pet the dogs, get their dog kisses. And it was just so cool. And the coolest thing is, and it sort of kind of came full circle, but didn't come directly out of our event. but. Not, I think it was Memorial Day. Yeah, it, was. it was. It was Memorial Day. We had a couple here, and they had a dog, and we did what we always do. We walk out to the dog with a treat and a bowl of water, and not beer. Not well. Okay. We'll we'll take the the owner the dog owner's beer, but the dog gets water. <laughs> um, and so I'm petting the dog, and the owner told me he's like, yeah, we just renamed him Petey. And he kind of looked like Petey from The Little Rascals. And I was like, oh, that's a perfect name for him. And he just happened to say, yeah, his name used to be Mr. Wonderful. And then it clicked. It was one of the dogs that the Milo Foundation bragged to our <coughs> kissing booth who had since been adopted and was back at our brewery three months later with his new owners. And it was just the coolest thing to experience and they didn't they didn't find him here they found him a couple weeks later at a flea market or something that the Milo Foundation was at. Yeah, he wasn't quite ready to be adopted, he was still kind of he was, re and being trained. Yeah, time. he had spent most of his life in the shelter um, and he, I think he, they said he was three years old, somewhere yeah. about there. Um, so the Dog drinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, but that was just really cool. And so the, the dog friendly, cat friendly, bird friendly, being mostly outdoor, that really facilitates that. Yeah. People don't have to worry about cleaning up too many messes inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it's just, you know, it's, it's, a lot of the stuff that, that happens here ends up being very organic from a lot of different sources. Um, you know, it's, it's, we, we have so many different people to show up here. Everything from, you know, you know young sailors that are, that are, that are you know, are up, at, up at fighting, that are in flight school, to, 
you know, retirees to families to kids. It's just everything in between. And um, so, we, you know, I want a very inviting atmosphere for everybody. So anything we can do to have a nice, something that, 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 that's something for everyone. And it, and it just kind of works out that, uh, that, that a lot of outdoor seating works. And, you know, a little bit of good music and a little live music here, here and there. And <laughs> We're working on building yeah. that live music. Yeah. We've, we've had it the past three, no, the past two Saturdays. Yeah. But we've only been open the past three, three Saturdays. Yeah. So we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Oh, awesome. you should have had three for three. All right. Well, we've well, got one lined up for next weekend, too. <laughs> It comes slightly, just open back up. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a process of reopening. They're working yeah. on the beardless yeah. crew bus. Yeah. yeah. Live music's a tough thing. Because you can. Live music it. is a tough thing, yes. Yeah. But it also changes the whole landscape of not only people that pass by, but it, it, anything. Right? You have any, any live music venues, which, if I can count, probably, unless there's a special thing going on, there's none. Well, actually, there's a couple places in downtown that have live music on our on our. No, I, I, I'm talking about Milton. Oh, Milton. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about Milton. Yeah, no, yeah. this call, yeah, no, no, no we'll, we'll get, yeah, piano bar, it's nothing else. Yeah, well, but they, they have that though. They have that. Water. No, also. Uh, uh, oh, and and the bistro. Yeah, bistro. Oh, the bistro. Yeah. A rotation of live music. as well. But to plug a couple of our our favorites, we have Goldie Lar out here a good bit. She is phenomenal her voice is amazing she sings everything from like 50s pop to i think she's saying all about that bass yeah. <laughs> saturday night awesome. um but and she's really fun and she takes requests and she's just wonderful and then this coming saturday we have blue levy band coming with some blues um, and then we're working on a couple others. We also have a couple of local guys who come play during the week sometimes. We've got one guy who is a flight student, um, but he plays piano and guitar. So uh, Tuesdays are our double military discount nights. So I kind of was like, well, you're military, so why don't you come play for us on Tuesdays? And we had just started with him right before we had to close for COVID. Oh. So I hope, hope you get that back on your side. Uh, he will be back on Tuesday. Ooh, fantastic. Awesome. I talked to him yeah. today. Um, so we're really excited to have him back. We have another guy who'd never performed live before, and he just happened to stroll in here one night, had a beer, built up his courage, and said, can I play you guys a song? And it was me and the other owner who were here. And we're like, and we had just been talking about finding new live music acts to come in. And we're like, and he was so good. He's incredible. Yeah, he's got a stage presence that's just wonderful. Yeah. So his first show, he was, like, excited. He, like really engaged the crowd, he brought a crowd with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a day job, so all, all, of, all of his friends from work showed up. And, yeah. But I mean, he put on a great show. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely want to have him back again, too. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, we're, we're really working on getting that, that vibe out, because it's just really cool to have. And, I mean, these aren't, like, big, in-your-face performances. They're... Mm -hmm. If you want to come out and chill and chat with your friends, you can sit kind of a little further away. The music is a great background, but you don't have to be like all about the music. But then at the same time, they're really good. So a lot of times people who weren't planning on coming out for that hear it and go, ooh, okay, let's let's hang out a little bit longer and keep listening. And yeah, you guys are in a great spot because you're right here on the corner mm -hmm. uh, and you can 
like up there at the light because I, I live in that direction, so it's <clears> on to the light and I can see what's happening over here. And it always bothers me when I can't stop. I was like, <laughs> oh man, I really wish I could just pull over there and just, you know, get some beers. But, you know, I got my son with me and it's 8 o'clock in the morning and that's just probably not going to work. But, you know. I hope you know. I hope you know. Every single time. Well, you know, one, one of the, you know, we're always trying to come up with, with new and different things. And if, if we had two and a half times the space that I have here now, uh, I think it'd be really cool to have this place be a coffee shop during the day mm -hmm. and a brewery at night. I just don't have the room for it. Yeah. But that, that'd be absolutely awesome. Because, I mean, all of this outside seating, this vibe would work great for a coffee shop as well. I just can't physically do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you get some coffee. Maybe get them from down the street. I'm lying to the street now. Oh. We have uh, a coffee beer. We, coffee have, beer? we have a coffee cream ale right now. Do you okay. want to taste it? I absolutely want yeah. to taste it. I love coffee and I love beer. Yeah, and we, if you can amalgam the two, yeah, I'll yeah. We went and, uh, and talked to uh, the Duluth Coffee Grocers uh, uh, in Pensacola. Mm -hmm. uh, in, any of the collaborations we do, we try to do something with local folks, mm -hmm. uh, if, if at all possible. Uh, so. I got a hold of Delina and said, hey, can we, you know, use some of your coffee in our beer? And they said, sure, yeah. And so we tried it and used our, our regular cream ale and uh, put some of their 1559 blend in, in, in the fermenter with, with our cream ale for the whole bean for almost two days. And it's just got this wonderful flavor and smell to it. There's no none of the bitterness from the coffee because it was like it was a city roast, so it wasn't, it wasn't a big bold coffee flavor. It's just a... Just, light and wonderful and tasty and it's not going to last long. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's something we can do again and again and again because it's, it's an easy one to do. I've mean, I, I got access to the You're saying that's a private stash. That's, you oh, have that no, I, mean, this, I, mean, I, I, I literally went over to, to Deluna and okay. got some from them and, uh, and, told them what, you know, and told them what I was going to do with their coffee and then I said, hey, do you mind if we advertise that we're doing this with your coffee? And they said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they, just, they, they've, been, they've, been, they've been wonderful. Just off like first, like you can immediately smell the coffee, yeah, which is wonderful. Absolutely. And then like, but you can also smell the beer, mm -hmm. and you taste both of them like at the same time. So that's and, it, and it's not overwhelming in either right. direction. It, yeah, it's it's like a perfect balance. So like, in oh, walking in, so look, you all have what is it like fourteen beers on tap right now, or how many? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. So I like overcounted in my head. Uh, how like, do y'all have certain ones that stay on, and certain ones y'all rotate out? And so we have five flagship beers. Five of them. Um, we have our kayak fuel, which is our cream ale. It's really light, easy drinking. That's if somebody comes in and says, I usually drink Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, Nick Ultra, I'm like, try this. <laughs> and usually, yeah. usually there's never anyone who says, oh no, that's, that's not for me. Like almost every domestic drinker will, will drink that. Um, we have our Jolly Rebecca, which is our Irish Red. It's got some coffee notes to it too. Um, we have our Blackwater Stout, and then our two flagship IPAs, our Sea Night, which is our single IPA. It's a West Coast style. American Delicious, IPA. by the way. It is very good. I'm not an IPA fan, but oh, I, I understand <laughs> the appreciation for it. Um, and then we have our Busty Monkey, which is our double IPA. And funny enough, because of the balance of malt and hops in the Busty, it doesn't taste as hoppy as the Sea Night but it's twice as hoppy as the C9. Um, so those are our five flagships. And then we also keep on a fruited wheat ale. Right now it's a, we actually have two. We have a blood orange and then we have a blueberry donut beer, which was made with Milton Bakery blueberry cake donuts and more blueberry. 
Um, then we always have a milkshake IPA on. Uh, another local, by the way, milk and Milton Bakery. Another yeah, local. Milk, another milk, another milk local. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So right now our, our milkshake IPA is a strawberry vanilla. Um, and, and it is so good. It is really good. <laughs> and I've had so many people who I'll say, I'll suggest that they taste it. And they're like, oh, no, I don't like IPAs. I'm like, nope, just taste it's, it. No, it doesn't taste like it, an IPA. There's the hops there, but there's so no, much. No, see, night an IPA. That yeah. tastes like the IPA, it, but it's a weak, it's a weaker version, I believe, than uh, the strawberry milkshake. The uh, it's that's less, a seven percent versus six point yeah, something, I think. Yeah, less yeah. Not, yeah. Like, like, the, 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 the bite on it. The balance is different. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. The, oh, it's so good. And then our other that we keep on all the well, we try to keep on all the time yeah. is um, we have a sour. So right now we have two sours on. We have the cherry limeade sour, which is my favorite, and then we have the black forest cake tart, which is actually was want, not meant to be. This is one of those. Yeah, I want off. to talk about this one for a This minute. one was one that went off the rails. So it was supposed to be an imperial stout that was aged in a whiskey barrel, and they decided, well, let's add some cherry to it to see how it is. Well, in the aging process, it got a little bit of the tartness from that cherry, so it almost became like a, a stout and a sour had a baby. Um, and then they just added some chocolate to it, because why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, and cocoa's always good. And that's why its ABV is so high, is it was meant to be an imperial stout. So 7.9%, but it's also got that sourness to it. See, I looked at it and it said sour. It didn't say stout. It said sour. But but uh, the the lady behind there, she she very much told me it was a stout. And I was like, oh, let me. I'm gonna try it. I don't like stouts. I hate them. I don't. I really just don't get them. I was like, it's too much. It's heavy. Too heavy. Well, I mean, it, everything is. It's a matter of, of learning what your taste buds like. I mean, yeah. There are some people that like certain flavors and style and styles, and that's you gotta find that. Yeah. Uh, but. I could, I could probably find a salad or a stout that you would like. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I tasted that, no, I, I, I'll try everything once. Yeah. I think that's my beer, because I, the Sea Night was really good. I'm a big IPA fan. I like the hoppier, the better, and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I really, really like that, that uh, Black Forest cake. That, that I, and, and you're saying that's probably not going to happen again? Is that, I don't know. It's, that's how it tastes you know, so it's, good. It, it was one of these kind of, we intended it to be a one-off. Uh, but we've intended other things to be a one-off before, and people like them. So they said, bring them back. Uh, so we have. I feel like that's more of a bridger for me, because I've never liked stouts. I, try, I tried them like once, well, he, he was like a long time ago or something, like Guinness and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'd try it, and I'm like, nope, not. I, I'll, I'll drink Budweiser all day. I drink the Ice House and ice Natty house. Light, or Natty <laughs> Ice, all that. All the ice, it is ice, I drank it. That's fine, but no, I didn't like the stouts. I was like, these are gross. I just didn't like them. Yeah, see, I, I That's a bridger, though. Yeah, well, see, I, I could, I could, with with the right food, I could put the right food in front of you and give you a stout, mm -hmm. and then all the stout becomes the appropriate beer you learn to appreciate. Um, you might have also been one over. It's gone now, and it might come back. Um, 
we had a Mexican hot chocolate stout. Oh, that was really good. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. And I don't like stouts. Did it have jalapeno in it? Um, no. Carolina Reaper. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, okay. The hottest pepper. <laughs> yeah, the hottest pepper. On the Scoville scale, the terrible. What was that, 2.5 million Scoville? Scoville? Yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't use a lot in there. Uh, 2.4, 2.4, kind of, man. But kind of the neat thing with it is, is if you've ever, ever had, you know, Mexican hot cocoa, I mean, it, it has... Cinnamon and, and, and I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't do the cinnamon side. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I usually avoid this. Try to. Okay. Avoid the cinnamon mm -hmm. side. Yeah, but, yeah, but it, it's it's it was a neat flavor, and, and there was enough of that Carolina Reaper to to let you know that it was there. But over, it, you know, that first sip was kind of spicy. Yeah. But it never got worse than that. It actually kind of did, kind of went down over time because the because the cocoa came forward after a couple yeah. sips, mm. and it became one you can just drink on. It was it was. Which is kind of, which well, I guess cocoa itself doesn't have lact, it doesn't have lactose in cocoa, right? No. But typically we mix cocoa with something lactose, milk products, mm -hmm. things of that nature. What we go to when our tongue is on fire because of Scovels, right, mm -hmm. is milk. <laughs> so it makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've seen about. I saw a few studies on it. Milk's not the best thing. <laughs> it's like seltzer water or something. It's probably the best. Thing. Yeah. Um, but if it makes people's mind of these, I think that's half the battle, in all yeah. truth. Because you put a glass of milk, I don't drink milk. I will drink milk if my mouth is on fire. I think milk's, I, I just personally don't. I'll put it, I love cheese, I just don't drink milk. <laughs> Blue cheese? No, that's gross. <laughs> that's, that's gross. <laughs> we don't eat vegetables, so there's, there's like the dressing stuff you're talking about, uh, know, like vinegar and all that. I got it. I, 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 I the, they did the malt vinegar on, on the French fries, the British people do. Nope, gross. I don't get it. But people do. People love it. It's like the greatest thing in the world. Balsamic, balsamic vinegar, on yeah. whatever, French vinaigrette, all that. Obviously has vinegar in it. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not super savvy, but I got the vinaigrette. It's got vinegar. Anyhow, <laughs> it's just fun. These two are almost impossible to go out to eat with. Yeah, it's, no, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's tough. It's very simple. It's just bring me meat, bring me potato. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that way. A lot of people just, like, a lot of places, rather, they just can't, they can't get it to that point. It can become an ordeal. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. So, so I assume when you want to, you know, you're like, ah, you're thinking in your mind, I'm going to make this thing, and you set out to make it. And then it goes sideways. Does it just kind of become jazz at that point, or you just kind of making up as you go, or how does that? There, there's some, jazz is a good word. Is a good word for it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you, you take what you have, and then you say, okay, what what can I do to make this make this cool? And uh, and you throw out the, the, the preconceptions you had of, of, of what you were trying to do, and say, where, where could this go? Mm -hmm. And uh, and as you you know build up your taste buds, and, and there, there's been a few beers that I've made before that. What I've turned it into is something that was really good. It's not a flavor that I like, mm -hmm. but I can tell by how it went off the rails that I could turn this into something that would be really, really tasty for a lot of folks. I may not like that flavor, but it needs to go there. So the, the jazz, like I said, jazz is, is a good kind of word for it. Well, and, and I think a, I think it's a good word for it too because brewing is one of those one of those arts that's also a science there's so much chemistry in it. and in fact our other owner is a chemist um there's the chemistry of it but then there's so much creativity that goes with it and those two things work together 
to create this awesome product. And jazz is kind of like that too. There's so much science behind the music and the different beats and the different chords and dissonance and all of that. But then you also have to have that creativity to make it into a, a product that works. Mm. And and that's I think I think the thing that excites me the most about working here is these guys are all about the creativity and doing research and trying new things and being okay that those things don't turn out the way they want or that we might even have to pour them down the drain. Yeah. Um, because it's all about experimentation and finding the right things. And, and I've worked for other breweries where it's more of, we just need to make things that people like. Well, okay, people are gonna like a lot of different things, but you gotta be willing to kind of put your neck out there a little bit to, to and I think that's with our sours. Our sours have evolved in a way that, because I remember, and I was working in another brewery at the time, but I would come over here because it was very rare to find a sour beer at that time. They did it. And I'd come over and I remember the first couple of sours were good, but now they're so much better. <laughs> yeah. They've evolved to be, I think, one of the things we're best at. And that's the kind of the neat thing about brewing is you know, it, it, there's a lot of science and engineering as to being able to make something that is consistent, right? You know, beautiful and consistent. Um, you know, our kayak fuel is this light, glorious, nothing sweetness is it's beautiful. If we do anything wrong, it's not. You can right. tell if we mess up. So, you know, that's, that's the kayak fuel is one of the brews that I'm most proud of because if we ever do anything wrong, we're we're thrown about because it's not going to work. It's glorious. I love it. But then also being able to take that same engineering skill and go, okay, let's, let's throw some art in there. And like she said, you know, we, we started with sours and we had some really good sours. And we've kind of gotten better at, at, at the engineering aspect as we've learned what sours really hit taste buds and what flavor combinations would work in a sour beer and how sour can we get it before it becomes, you know, not, not something you want to have two of. You know, finding that balance and finding that that little piece of art where it's it's, it's beautiful, and uh, it, that's that's we we love doing sours. They're great. We just actually did one tonight. <laughs> just started one tonight. I, I don't know. I mean, we don't even know what fruit we're going to do to it yet. But that's that's unimportant. We'll 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 figure that out in, in a few days once we put it in the fermenter. Then we'll actually decide the fruit that's flavor, kind of based on the season. That's going to yeah. happen in summer. You know, you know, lately we've been hitting a lot of the and the cherry limeade, the, the raspberry, raspberry lemonade sours. Those are great summer beers. Uh, as we go back into winter, we may change those flavors and kind of aim more for things that are seasonally appropriate. So. Yeah, that last, is cool that last remember it was a it was a cranberry. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the anti-pumpkin beer. <laughs> That's one thing you will never find at Beardless Brew House unless something drastically changes. You will never find a pumpkin beer. I'm all for okay. that. I'm allergic to cinnamon, so uh, typically cinnamon and pumpkin are always mixed together. Somehow, the they always get mixed. Yeah, the only way I would make a pumpkin beer is if I, you know, had a pumpkin and I put the beer glass into the pumpkin and handed it to you. That, that's <laughs> as close as pumpkins can get better. I just, I mean, I, I understand why people like that flavor combination. I get it. I can taste it. I'm just, it just doesn't do anything for me. So I feel like on your side of it, you're having to deal with. I don't know how raw oats are 
like oats hops and how, how dry they are. Pumpkin seeds are slimy, gross, and all that. That's how I've always seen them. I'm assuming there's drier versions <laughs> that are still viable. Like not the what you get at this the David sunflower seeds, and they had the pumpkin version. Yeah. I don't. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't know what a raw pumpkin seed. I mean, I assume it looks the same. No, I mean it's 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 a it's an endured family, kind of like a, a cantaloupe or anything else. Uh, it's you know the, the the actual pumpkin meat is um, pretty dense in comparison, like a cantaloupe. Um, yeah. And I've known people that have you know taken pumpkins and chopped them up and, and cooked them in the beers and mashed with them. I just, that's just not something that I want to do. So like I said, we went the opposite direction and did the cranberry sour. And it was great. I feel yeah. like that alone stands you out. Because you can stand, there's a thousand different breweries, right? And not, None in Milton, true. Yeah. But if one were to pop up, how do you stand yourself out? That, that That's one way. Like, no, we're not going to do what Starbucks yeah, does. Exactly. Every time Starbucks does something, we don't have to follow the suit. It doesn't matter. People are going to still do what we're what we are good at. Yeah, and that's, we kind of are always like, we're willing to try new things, and pumpkin is just, it's, it's almost like a joke, because yeah. you know, the, the pumpkin thing, it's... Basic. What, what was that? <laughs> I, I saw a meme Basic. that was really funny. It was something about like, pumpkin lattes are to women as IPAs or to hipster dudes or something like that. <laughs> Um, she looked at me when she said that too. You, I like, you said I like you loved IPAs. I know, I like that. Oh, yeah, you said fun. it three times. I, <laughs> I love it. But I mean, and, and we do really you good IPAs. I mean, the uh, uh, so. Oh, shut up. <laughs> we can we can edit that <laughs> last bit there. Uh, yeah, no, you love IPAs. Don't worry. Oh, I love them. It's only because I don't like beers. I don't really dig beer. I like wines and stuff. So if I drink beer, I like it. It needs to stand out a little bit, mm -hmm. and IPAs stand out. Yeah. Is, I, I will say they make they make their presence known. I like my beer. It's like beer. And so when I when I see like a lot of these flavors, uh, like I don't want to say that I'm scared by them because I'm definitely not. But I'm like uh, I'm hesitant to try, even though like the idea of cherry limeade is like my favorite drink. It's on me. Right. But I'm like, I don't know how that beers. How does that beer? And so like, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to, yeah. And that's, I mean, the cherry limeade, the, some of our fruited meats, even our milkshake IPAs, a lot of times those are what we push towards the people who come in and say, I don't like you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, makes sense. And we've had a lot of people who start to want to order a wine or a cider and we say, hey, before you do, we're happy to serve that to you, but before you do, try this. And a lot of people have been converted and said, oh my god, sour beer is so different. It's an acquired taste as much as an IPA is. And I love sour candy too, so I love everything about it, but I'm like, for, I don't know, for whatever reason, there's like a... Did you try it? I, I almost tried to sip it first and then I dialed oh, down nice. it. Oh, you're trying it now. <laughs> so, it's happened. It's happened. It's like, I'm, I would pretend to try Courtney's. Because <laughs> it's... It's just sour. I know, but it's, it's weird. It's really good. Okay. So what, like, um, when you're... Because you have five that you keep on and then seven that you play with. Mm -hmm. Like, what goes into the process of the seven that you're being invented with? Uh, a lot of sitting around discussing and, and coming up with ideas and, you know. That's <laughs> actually the light one fun. Right? 
if you look at the at the beer judging guidelines, um, you know, there's like I think I, I don't quote me on this because I'm probably going to say it wrong, but I, I think there are 26 styles of beer, and uh, and that also includes meats and other, other things like that as well. But of those 26 styles, there are anywhere from two to, to seven or eight sub-styles within that. Mm -hmm. So there are literally hundreds of styles of beer. Bud, Michelob, all, all of the, the popular American micro, you know, macro brews are all in one subcategory of American Night Lovers. Mm -hmm. There is so much else that's out there. So when people <clears throat> want to come in and go, I don't like beer, and they've only ever had one style of beer. It's like someone who's only ever had Chardonnays their entire life and go, I don't like Chardonnays. Mm. Well, if I give you a Merlot, it's a completely different thing. Or if I give you, you know, something that's it's sweet, it's a completely different thing. There is so much that can be done with beer. There's, according to the BJCP 2015, there's 34, 34. styles, ah. styles, and that does not include the ciders and meats. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah, so so it's it's increased quite a bit since I've been put this in competition. A few years and ago, and so. the I think last time I read the American Craft Brewers Association put there's 252 different types of beer, so which would fall into the 34 styles, um, and that might include the ciders and meats. Um, but one thing, and this is, this is something that relates to one of the questions y'all planned on asking that you haven't asked yet. Um, for the most part, when it comes to beer, all beer is one of two things. It's either a lager or it's an ale. I've had people come in all the time, well, I want a light lager. Well, there's lagers of all types. There's Doppelbachs, there's Vienna lagers. Like, that's not a style of beer. Um, the lager and the yale ale, the, there's three main differences. Um, the temperature at which they're brewed, the amount of time it takes to brew, and then all of those, those two things are based on the type of yeast that's being used. So there's an ale yeast and a lager yeast. So ales are brewed at a higher temperature, the yeast is top fermenting, and they take one to two weeks? Yeah, a couple weeks, yeah. Um, lagers are brewed at a lower temperature, the yeast is bottom fermenting, and they take four to six weeks, and sometimes even longer. Everything we have right now is an ale. We've done lagers, but because we're so limited on space and lagers take so much longer in the fermenter, we only do them once in a blue moon. The last one we have is our Vienna lager, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> which is really good. Yeah, but it, it takes up a fermenter for three times the amount of time, at, at least. Yeah. And, whenever, and whenever I can get ahead on, on, the, on the brewing schedule, then it's like, yeah, let's, let's go play, play do a locker. <laughs> um, that was one of the things that, uh, when all, all this COVID stuff hit, uh, and all the brewing forums, everyone said, yay, locker time, locker everything, because <laughs> everyone knew that sales were going to drop to the floor. We have tanks, fill them with lockers, made lockers out of them. So that's when, you know, so I expect in the next couple of months there's probably going to be a decent number of weird and interesting commercial loggers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't have that luxury though because no. we thought we were going to slow down when we closed, but um, two things, our beer is really good. 
and our like their alcohol. And, yeah. Well, and our community is super supportive. Damn. The first couple of weeks when we were open just for Crowler sales, we were doing more on a Monday and Tuesday than we would do on an average Friday and Saturday. People were coming. I mean, and part of it was the fear factor of like, mm. oh, let's stock up, you know, yeah. like hurricane fear. But it was also, you know, we had so many of our regulars who would come and buy two or three crawlers, not necessarily because they couldn't go to the gas station to get Bud Light, they would have drank that fine, but they wanted to support us. Mm -hmm. And it was really only our low time was that short period of time where the restaurants were allowed to be back open, but we weren't allowed to be back open. So people were able to go out and they were spending money elsewhere, which limited their ability to come spend money here. And also, when you can go someplace else and, and sit down and, and have food and get beer, there's no need to come by here and get something to go. And so, yeah, yeah. our sales during that, during that few weeks dropped to the floor. But, you know, it's, and I, but I also like to get a food truck and, and things start to kind of turn back around again. So well, and, nice. and everything, as, as bad as all the COVID stuff was, for us, it was the best bad situation we could have had. Because, one, we got our crowler license the day before we were shut down. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Yeah. The day before. I've been trying to get it for like five we months. Had this, it was like, we applied for it in November and we got it on March September. 6th. Oh, September. We got it on March 16th. We were shut down on March 17th. Uh, two, um, we had, because we knew the license was coming, we ordered a pallet of Crowler cans right before everybody everybody else found out that they were getting shut down. So we got those before all the distributors of the Crowler cans ran out. In fact, we ended up having to, not having to, we ended up loaning Crowler cans to a couple other breweries in the area because they were on back order. That's cool. That's, That's cool. Not, and so all these things kind of fell in, in place kind of serendipitously for you. Well, and then, so and then three, so we needed to renovate yeah. the inside because this yeah. is completely different than it was three months ago. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I um, like it like this a little bit better. So we got double the amount of indoors seating. Yeah, um, we completely rebuilt our bar. In fact, our old, old bar is up on the wall in between the garage doors now. I saw that. Um, so that with. We would have had to shut down for a week at least to be able to get that done. We were shut down anyway. We could still do crawler sales while they were rebuilding the bar. It worked like it was so beautiful how it all kind of came together, um, and we're really lucky. Yeah. We've been able to find the little silver lining on every cloud that's, that's come by so far, and uh, it's, it's worked out quite well. And helped other folks. Oh, and, and absolutely. I mean, that, that's more. <clears throat> If other like the the crowler thing situation, right? That's that's not that's not an everyday situation. We're not in everyday the world. Um, what y'all did was way different. It's what was asked of you was way different, probably. Well, it yeah. was. It is it a sour taste when you do it? And I, I, I'm assuming probably not. No, I mean I mean uh, I mean I want to promote craft beer. Mm. Uh, yeah. And and from from what my experience is in the industry. Uh, there's a lot of you know craft beer folks that that pull each other out in a pinch. I mean, we're all in this kind of together. Well, and, so. and yeah, we don't want to completely take credit for lending out crawlers because it was a whole craft like local craft oh, beer community was. experience. In fact, the way we ended up finding out that people needed the crawlers was another brewery reached out to us 
because the shipping cost was exorbitant for these crawlers because they were in such high demand. Mm. Um, so a couple of breweries had rented a truck and they were driving up to Michigan to pick up pallets of crawlers. So they were reaching out to other breweries like, hey, if you pay, you know, a fraction of the gas and the cost of the truck and pay for your crawlers, we'll haul them down here from you. It'll be way cheaper than the shipping costs. And we said, oh no, we just got a pallet in, but you know, we got a full pallet in if anybody needs some in the meantime, because it was going to be like a week. So we were able to loan. It was more of a community effort. It was. It was a complete craft beer community effort. It was yeah. four there, or five or six different breweries who all kind of came yeah. together in and this they, time. And there were two breweries that would have had to shut down for a few days because they were going to be out of cans. And that was all they could do. So we said, absolutely, come by here, bring some boxes, grab some cans. I, you know, you have cans on order. They're not going to be here until next week. But I can, I can give you cans that last you for four, for four or five days. Mm. And then once, they once just you get yours in, back. Bring yours back. We're good. So absolutely, if, if I can help out local, you know, the other local breweries, absolutely. No, because competition be uh, it literally breeds excellence. It, yeah. it's, it's how it literally has been for thousands of years. Yeah. If you don't have somebody telling or or showing you a different way of doing it, you're you'll stay the same. Yes. Because there's no reason to Steve evolve. Has, no, Steve has a coined term for this. It's not competition. It's coopetition. Coopetition. Because you know that's beautiful. I love it. Because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's what it, it's what it's in essence what America is. Yeah. It's supposed to be. It, yeah. It's supposed to be that way. Uh, I mean, there's thousands of different influences that keep it from that, but that's in essence what well, the, the, you know the beautiful promise of America well, is. In, in general, we do a pretty good job of that, but yeah, there's ways yeah. we can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, and you, if you don't want to go into this, that's totally fine. How how do you like being directly across the street from one of the other like you said there were three around here breweries? Two, 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 and they're right across the street from each other. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, having two breweries in Milton is far better than having one. That's true. You know, I mean, um, and, and we don't we don't take business away from each other. If nothing else, the fact that there's two breweries right across the street is bringing more business to both of us. Because if it's a craft beer lover who's driving in from Pensacola or Destin or Navarre or wherever, if they're coming here for craft beer, they're not going to go to one or the other. They're going to both. Right. And then also the place across the street has food, um, and it's good food. So we encourage our customers, even when we have food trucks, like if you don't want a hot dog, go across the street. We have their menu here. They can call it in and order it and run it over across the street, pick it up, bring it back here. They can go over and order it like Steve does a lot, <laughs> sit at the bar and drink one of their beers, and then bring it back here. Yeah. Um, so it's always... that it. it, it and, and that's the same with the other restaurants around here, is, is we all kind of foster each other. And, and one thing we did with our social media, because we actually had to shut down for a couple of days, because um, we had our cans on order, but it still took a couple of days to get them in, and we had so much business the first couple of days we were open for crowder sales that we went through what we had like, way faster than we thought. So while we were shut down, it was like, well, what can we do to tell people, hey, we're not open right now, but also support our community? So I think one day we did a post about all the local breweries 
from Pensacola to Destin and what they were offering. Are they offering to-go food? Are they offering crowlers, growler fills? Like, what are they offering? And then the next day, I think we did what restaurants are open for curbside, what restaurants are doing DoorDash. And we did the research and found out and posted and tagged each and every single one of the restaurants. So, and they've done the same for us. Um, a lot of restaurants will recommend us and then we've done our collabs with Milton Bakery and Deluna Coffee and hopefully we can do more collabs. Yeah. Um, this is a, a little community, in fact, I don't know, y'all might, I don't know how old y'all are, but y'all might be too young for this. Mm. I'm 35. Okay, yeah. you, you are pretty much the right age for this, but, I, but you're a dude, so I don't know if you watch this. Um, <laughs> Give it a try. Not. That's cold. That's going fine. Gilmore Girls. Yes, he does. No, I like it. I like That's me. That's my favorite show. No, it's not my favorite show. No, it's not my favorite show. I watched it. Gossip Girls is better than Gilmore Girls. No, but Gilmore Girls, Stars Hollow, all of the weird little festivals they have, all of the weird little small town communities. We're talking about this often, actually. How it's okay, that is the same city. No, you need to watch what was the one, the Pensacola, they were. Heart of Dixie. Heart of Dixie. You need to watch Heart of Dixie. I've seen a couple of Oh, no, you need to watch that because that will make you really feel like Milton. Actually, the way I discovered the brewery across the street was I went on the ghost walk um, mm. that Milton does every year, and I was just blown away because I was like, this is something straight out of Stars Hollow. Like, no other <laughs> town does this. All of the people from the community, including the mayor, are here dressed up in, like, ghost makeup, pretending to be dead people from Milton, historic people from Milton, and they're taking tours around the city explaining the history of Milton. Who does that? I do love our downtown, like the, uh, as we get into the holiday season, because I love uh, the, 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 when they light at night and they have the, the horse-drawn carriages. Mm -hmm. We always try to do that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, and and the, the trick-or-treating and all of that. Oh, yeah. But that's kind of how our little community is, is we all know each other, we all work well together. And yeah, so I went on the ghost walk. I had just moved to Milton walked through the brewery across the street and I was like, holy crap, I didn't know this was here. And they had just, they, it was, they'd only been open for like two months. And that's kind of how I discovered like what downtown Milton can be mm. because we're Stars Hollow. Stars Hollow. This is a Gilmore Girls. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. You could have said anything on the planet. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. That was going to get me beat up. <laughs> I think like every other episode he talks about Gilmore Girls. He, he talks oh, about I, I, I like Gilmore Girls. I love it. I don't think I've ever talked about Gilmore Girls. You have. You have. I like Gilmore Girls. We have what? Show. 80 episodes? And you no, I watched all of them. You've, no, <laughs> we've had 80 episodes and you've talked about Gilmore Girls in at least 20 of them. Alright, maybe I did. I don't That's think so. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey, good writers and no, actually great actors make, can make garbage and they were great actors in that show I, and in all truth probably and they were great writers but those actors are good because they so fast with I like fast talking and everything and they had to keep up with that they made it they sold it mm -hmm. we're talking about her 
when she was little, was still Rory was still selling it. I still was beautiful. It's such a great show. See the passion in his eyes. I know it's it's amazing. I'm really no. It, it is one of the most impressive shows I've ever watched. Everyone talks about Jerry Seinfeld. Like ah, Jerry Seinfeld, whatever. That show is impressive. The, I the actually, writing on the show is impressive. The, the how they did it was impressive. And there is somewhere a list of every book that was mentioned in the whole oh, yeah. series oh. of Gilmore Girls, and it's like 150 different books. Yeah, it's on the bucket list to read all of them. Uh, some of them, she, I remember a few of them she said, I was like, no, that's a shit book. <laughs> no, I was like, that's a real shit book. Like, don't touch that one. Or or it's something that's just going to take three years. Or three. she went through that feminist phase, and I was like, I'm not, that wouldn't make sense for me. Because it's fine. It just doesn't make sense for me. It's not for me. I know War and Peace was one of them. I know... She's, she talked about Anna Karenina a lot because she was obsessed oh, with Anna Karenina. I've she tried did, to read Anna Karenina. Like, is a lot easier to read than more Peace. Yeah, but and I still haven't gotten through Anna Karenina. <laughs> no, his, his, what he likes to do is throw names out there. One of the hardest things to do when you're reading a book is keeping up with who's who. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this comic, right? The, the Christ on the Infinite Earth. So I'm like, holy shit. There's like everybody. Everyone. And I don't know and multiple everyone. versions of everyone. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's multiple versions of everyone. I'm like, oh, this is like reading a Tolstoy book, because oh. it's like keeping up with the names, but the names are not—they're uh, foreign. Those no, are foreign. I was gonna say, or, or watching Game of Thrones, because that was my biggest struggle with Game of yeah, Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, the names. I don't like the name. It, that's what my problem. I was like, God damn, why? It's even worse when you read the books because you can't see the faces. Yeah, no, like, oh. and I, I, I thought about reading the books, and I probably will now that the last season around Game of Thrones for me. Um, oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. They just so, watched James on the latest one. I haven't seen it. I've read the books. At I least know, friends I thought it was a perfect ending. I really, really, really thought it was a perfect ending. For what happened up until then, that was the the only thing I think that could have happened, maybe happen. So I was afraid. We are, was we are descending into nerddom, which I knew was going to happen at this some point. This is a nerd. Yeah, this is a nerd. Podcast. I too. Okay, so. perfect. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna tell her we're nerd slash pop culture <laughs> like podcast. You'd be like, uh, we're okay. We're not gonna do this. Yeah, we're <laughs> busy. Uh, so, yeah. you guys have any? Um, I know y'all. It's getting a little late. Uh, do you all have any plans to franchise? Like, say franchise. That's probably not the right word to expand. Yeah. Uh, multiple locations, anything like that? Or do you think that like reduce your brand? They're always kicking around ideas, and that's one of the great things about the owners here is. They're always open to ideas about thinking outside of the box. Um, certainly, we'd like eventually to have a larger location, whether that be a second location or just us relocating. Just because, as Steve was saying, we just we we can't expand much yeah. more than what we are. You don't have room. We have a three barrel brew system right now. We can fit a seven barrel fermenter, maybe two. But anything beyond that, we can't do. So for us to grow much more, and we eventually want to have 20 taps, which we think we can do in this building. Think being the key word. Right. Yeah, I, I'm actually thinking legit, or I'm thinking, I, that'd be, I don't know, that'd be tough. And, and that might be us bringing in, like, because we don't. I'm assuming Rebecca's a high seller. Jolly Rebecca? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a high seller. 
and and like there were and we ran out of kayak fuel for a few days last week um just because we went through it way faster than we expected to pent up demand so yeah there's it's keeping up and then both owners have full-time jobs mm. too yeah so that's tough and we're between brewers right now so they're the ones responsible for all of the brewing um so I don't think anytime soon we would be expanding, moving, adding locations, but that's not that we wouldn't consider it in the future. Um, but right now it's about what can we do to grow in this location, you know, maybe get a seven barrel fermenter in here, maybe add more taps. Um, and they've done, I mean, we doubled our indoor seating during this COVID thing, mm -hmm. so that's huge in and of itself. So, maybe eventually, but not anytime soon. Well, if you do, we'll definitely go there as well. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking about it, like, your stuff's good. I know this. I've been here for a minute today. Oh, that was so good. Um... No, yeah, it's it's one of those where you, if if it, it, I feel like everyone should taste it, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's how everyone is that works here. Probably like, everyone should taste this. They need to see what's out there. Is that even even a viable thing, or is it is even like up to Tallahassee a viable thing with with the small with the, you're saying at max seven? Is that, that's is that containing Milton, or is that maybe doing something I don't think it would be viable as we are now and even I think in this building like we would love for everyone to everyone taste this right, yeah. but there's just not the hours in the day and the space to really like we, we couldn't look at distributing right now we couldn't look at buying a whole canning system and you know like some of the other breweries um like Fairhope Brewery they bottle theirs, Pensacola Bay bottles theirs, there's a couple in Birmingham that can theirs, uh, I'm just thinking about the ones that I buy which is mostly sours. Um, mm. Ghost Train Brewery out of Birmingham has a really good kettle sour um, but we just don't have the resources to do that right now. Um, so it's really more of like, hey, if you're coming from Tallahassee and going to say Mobile or New Orleans, you know, take a little kind of detour, detour, yeah, stop, have a it. beer, go across the street, get some food, have a beer there. Um, that's really the best way for people to try us right now is. I mean, we are kind of in between, like, all of the rest of the panhandle and the rest of the country if you're going on I-10. Yeah. So if you're going anywhere, like, swing by and, or, you know, if you're going to New Orleans and you don't want to drink on your way, come by, grab a crowler, <laughs> stick it in your cooler, and then when you get to New Orleans and get to your hotel room or whatever, pre-party with yeah. the crowler, and then go on Bourbon Street or whatever. I don't do Bourbon Street. I lived in New Orleans. I'm, I'm, you're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with it. I visited there once, sometime 
No, yeah. I've, I've been there too many times. We went through Mardi Gras this time. Nope, never going there again. Not for Mardi Gras. Never doing that. I've done Mardi Gras in New Orleans like four times. That's but I did four it with, too many times. I did it with New Orleans natives, so I was not on Bourbon Street. Oh, that's actually way thousand times better. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a small little Catholic college, and half of the college was, it was in Mobile, but half of the college was from New Orleans, so. Oh, there you go. All four years, New Orleans for Mardi Gras with all my, yeah. I mean, my, every roommate I had when I was in college was from New Orleans. Where, where are you from originally, though? I'm from Daphne. Yeah, is it not far? All I'm right, not far. All right. So you, you say you, you're like, oh, I went over. I did some four year, four years over here, and they were halfway from half of them from New Orleans. <laughs> I thought you came from like Illinois or something. No. And I was like, no. oh, this is no, like, no, it was, a, it was a two hour road trip from my house to New Orleans. But but I did go to graduate school at Tulane. Oh. Um, so I lived in New Orleans for a couple of years. Tulane's a super good school. It is a good school. It was the year after Katrina that oh, I was there. That's why it's a good school. I don't know about it's that good. <laughs> I made it about a year and nine months. And then I was like, peace out, Girl Scouts. I'm going home. Peace out, Girl really Scouts. Well. I like that. Uh, what was your Girl Scouts? Y'all do any Girl Scout flavor beers? <laughs> oh, we had a Girl Scout cookie beer pairing event. <laughs> where we paired our beers with different Girl Scout cookies, and there were three different pairing options. It was a Girl Scout cookie flight, so you would get three different beers, three different Girl Scout cookies matched up perfectly. What matched with Thin Mints? Thin Mints was the Blackwater Stout. Okay. Um, the Sea Knight went with the Lemonades. That makes sense. Um, that actually sounds really good in my mouth right now. The Jolly <laughs> Rebecca went with the peanut butter ones. Oh, okay. The moose droppings? <laughs> Samo. No. No, Samoas are the coconut ones. Yeah, they're the coconut ones. But yeah. And those went, we had a, a, a beer at the time called Coquito, which was based on Puerto Rican eggnog. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we had six different Girl Scout cookie and beer pairings, and we had a couple of Girl Scouts out selling the cookies. They couldn't technically do it on the premise because we were in alcohol and They sat out on the sidewalk and sold Girl Scout cookies. That's pretty cool. That works. We try to do really cool events like that, and now that we're slowly getting back to normal, we're going to start planning more things. Um, we want to do a donut and beer pairing with Milton Bakery. Um, well, they sound like they're friendly, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It, make, it makes a lot of sense. Especially if that blueberry one goes ahead. How about a pizza and beer night with those guys around the corner? Oh, yeah, with Boomerang. Yeah, Boomerang has it's been very supportive of us. We're supportive of them, so that would definitely be an option. Awesome. I love their pizza. It's so good. It's so good. Well, what. Uh, what would you like to tell all of our listeners about this place, in your own words? This place is just a really cool, laid-back, easy time. I can probably, I promise you, if you come in, regardless of what you like, you'll probably find something you'll like. If nothing else, we've got a couple of wine options, a couple of cider options. 
we're out of ciders right now. We also have everyone's, we everyone's carry, out of ciders. Yeah, well, distributors are <laughs> scrambling. Um, we also carry uh, Big Jerk Soda. Um, I was about to ask, is, is soda an option? Do you yep. like, don't have like a, like a root beer that you'll brew? We don't brew any non-alcoholic options now. That's something that they want to play with in the future. Mm -hmm. But we do carry Big Jerk Soda. Um, and they've got a ginger beer and a cherry limeade beer. Or, uh, and those are non-alcoholic. So um, the kids can have that. We also carry Coke, Sprite, Diet Coke, waters. Um, so if you bring the kids, like, there are options for them. So we are kid friendly. We are dog, cat, bird, goat friendly. <laughs> well, snakes. Snake friendly. Um, you like anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we have dog treats at the bar. If you bring your dog, it doesn't matter what bartender is here. We will be out there petting your dog. Um, and and our employees, we're like a little family. Um, our two owners, uh, the bartenders, we all just, we all enjoy being here. We're all excited to be here. So that makes the whole environment of coming here positive. Yeah. And, and we're also always open to suggestions and open to, you know, if you have a band you're trying to get gigs for, let me know. Um, I'm always looking for new things anything if it's a charity that wants to do an event if it's a military organization that wants to host an event here we're always open to working with people and making things happen yeah it's awesome that are coming up we've got blue levy band playing this weekend um goldie will probably be back the weekend after that otherwise we we weren't even sure we'd be able to be open three right. weeks ago, so we're kind of slowly figuring out what we can do. Can do it. Can do it. Can do it. And those are the weekends of June twentieth and June twenty seventh. Yeah, that sounds right. Because these not, usually run about a week late. Yeah, I'm not positive about Goldie on the twenty seventh, um, but definitely Blue Levy on the twentieth. Mm. And then we might take a break in the hotter months from doing too much. Live music because it's just kind of gross. Yeah. Um, it's tough on the musicians. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot more heat up there than there is, but you see. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, now we also have the kind of event space we've done kind of behind the building. That's all mostly in the shade. We may do stuff like this. She considers some uh, magicians as well. Magicians? Magicians. 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 Come out here and like pull a rabbit out of a hat and then be like, oh, look, what's that behind your ear? It's like, in case I suck, there's actually musicians yeah. behind me, behind the building, yeah. <laughs> over there. I'm a terrible magician. Cole yeah. loves uh, up close magic and also balloon animals. Oh, I can do balloon animals. He actually, you know, if you guys need a balloon guy, <laughs> I, I can do three. If uh, you count like a snake. My son came up to me and he actually he, he hands me a blow, a regular blow. He says, blow this up for me. Dad, I was like, blow it up, tie it, give it back to me. He goes, he hands it back and he goes, now make it a dog. <laughs> oh, that's not how this works, son. <laughs> this isn't that type of balloon. Uh, and also, Daddy doesn't know how to do this. And so then that uh, I, I felt terrible because he walked away just dejected from that conversation. So I went like the next day and I bought those type of balloons and I started googling like how to do balloon animals and I learned how to make a sword and I learned how to make a dog. 
I keep popping the cats and I haven't ventured out further than that. So <laughs> dog, sword, and snake or worm, I got you. So you can only do one animal besides the snake. Um, the sword, they, sword is not they a They still count the, the, the sword a, as a blue animal. That is not a balloon animal. You, know, you can also do a cucumber, too. Yeah. Cucumber. Oh, well, all right. Like, the artist called it, it says that they, they typically call it <laughs> yeah. balloon animals, even if it is a sword. So can you make a sword? <laughs> I can't do none of that stuff. Can you no. make a sword? I can't do none of there that stuff. There you go. There it is. I can make different I, I swords, too. If you want a lightsaber, I got you. Well... Yeah, it's just like the snake. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank y'all so much it is, for having us. What do you think about a Carpathian kitten deer? Oh, and yes. then like, and if it could exist, what well, what would you think it would be? I don't know. I, I, I don't think about it for a while. Okay. It definitely couldn't have any vegetables or cinnamon in it. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you think about renaming the cherry limeade one? No. I mean, yeah. keep it as is, but just be like Carpathian kitten, cherry limeade, slash just look, whatever you whatever. pull out. Pull, pull out the checkbook, <laughs> sweeten the pot, yes. and fund it. Yeah, I, I can't be bought. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for having us. It, yes, you have a great place. Uh, we love coming here, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to meet with us. And uh, yeah, answering the questions. It was yeah. awesome. It was a fun experience. We love beer, like I said. And we, yeah, this was right. good. It was a lot of fun. Definitely shed some light on something we're we're all very uh, privy to, but not in the capacity of which y'all are. Yeah. Uh, so it was very neat. It's very cool. A lot of hard work, but a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And anyone who comes in who has questions and wants to know about the brewing process, if Nick or Steve or yeah. myself are here, yeah. we're happy to educate. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I actually want to get all of my bartenders to where they've actually, where they've at least helped out with a brew a couple of times, so so they can speak better to the process. They're learning all the flavors. They know all the flavors. If nothing else, yeah. they'll own the process. They go, "That's what happened. I was part yes. of it. That's yes. my thing. That's my baby. Yes, I love exactly. it. That type of thing." And That's then awesome. everyone thereafter, they'll always think that. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's very neat. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to get back out there and keep, keep cleaning some more. So. <laughs> thank you so much. No problem. Yes, thank you. Well, any last words? Uh, where, can we, where, can we, where can you be found at? Miracle Sprue House, 6820 Caroline Street, Milton, Florida. And you have you have carryout? You have crowlers? Crowlers. crowlers. Fill up growlers if you're going to drink it the same day. If you're going to drink it the same day. You can bring a growler. That's a, that's a fun word that I'm learning, <laughs> and I like saying it. And, and you can bring your dog, bring your kid, bring your food from wherever. And, uh, what and nights are y'all open? We are open seven nights a week. Seven nights a week. Uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. We post regularly with what's going on for the week, any new beer releases we have, anything. I mean, we've had... Another thing that I didn't even think about, we had the uh, Axe Warriors out on Friday, which is oh, an actual mobile axe throwing. We, we've done that before. Yeah. We are awful at it. Actually, I'm awful at it. He's pretty good. He's too scared to try it. But they've been out, and they come out pretty regularly. So <laughs> she wasn't there. There's, uh, yeah, follow us on social media if you want to okay. know what's going on. That's, that's, that's where it's fun. And that's all just Spiritless Brewhouse? Spiritless Brewhouse. So find you on Facebook at that, find you on Instagram. Yep. And then offensive Twitter. No, no Twitter as of now. 
Okay. Perfect. I, I don't Perfect. do my own Twitter, so I, I don't. I, so, like, we have a Twitter that has to be verified, and oh, I refuse to do it. <laughs> We're mostly on the Instagram, sort of yeah. on the Facebook. On the gram. It's it's all. We do it all for the gram. We do it all for the gram. We really do do it all for the gram. Uh, everything else is just it's it's, it's too bad. It's, it's no good. There's nothing good happening on Twitter or Facebook. Agreed. Well, we, um, if you don't mind, we'll put a link to you guys yeah. in the description yeah. on this post for this. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate you giving us time to come and talk to you. Oh, yeah. I had fun. Thank you. We had fun as well. Yeah, it was awesome. Cool. Until next time. See you then. See you then. See you then. See you then. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get this shit right one day. Shadow clone chips. People over here like, yeah, we ship it. People over there like, yeah, we ship it. People everywhere like, yeah, we ship it. People stop and stare like, yeah, we ship it. Everybody's watching, asking us to stop it. Open to adorable, borderline obnoxious. Not to sound pompous, but it's pretty obvious we're not quite perfect, but damn near flawless. Caution to the novices, thinking they can topple us. Try as they might, it'll never be a problem, cause sabotage and gossip never really seem to bother us. And when it comes to all of this, man, we wrote the omnibus. <laughs> yeah, we did. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Because we're the OTP. Find it difficult, maybe even fictional, thinking we're a fairy tale product of a miracle. But we're just a typical pair of individuals. Yeah, we're quite cute, but far from invincible. Live by the principle, keep the drama minimal. Talk it out and let it go, it isn't that critical. Add something nice with a cherry at the pinnacle. And if you get lost, you can copy the originals. Hold up. What's up? Isn't that us? Of course it is. Yeah. We're the OTP.
This has been an episode of Carpathian Kittens. Copyright 2019, 184 Studios.